today on the Rita Mimi Do It Show. What is it that you do in your business? I want you to take a minute and really think about that answer. Maybe you're driving in your car. Say it out loud. Say it out loud a couple of times. Maybe you're sitting at home in your office. Same thing. Maybe you're just sitting next to somebody. You guys are working on your own stuff. Interrupt them and say it to them a couple of different ways. But I really want you to take a minute and think about it. What is it that you do? Now I want you to answer this question. What makes you different from other people who do what you do? Let's just be honest. I'm not the only business strategist, sales coach that there is. I'm not the only professional speaker. You're not the only life coach or health and wellness coach or DEI consultant or social media manager or yoga studio owner or whatever it is that you do. You're not the only one. So I want you to ask yourself, what makes you different from other dot, dot, dot? (laughs) Insert what you do. What makes you different from other people who do what you do? And I ask this because in last week's episode, I interviewed Donna Bowling about becoming the face of your business. What does that really mean? (laughs) What does it mean to become the face of your business? How do you do it? And really at the core of that interview. And if you haven't listened to that interview, I highly suggest that you go back and listen to it. Donna is just incredible anyway. And she brings so much to the table. She used to be a casting director. You're just going to love some of her stories. But she really digs to the core of what it means to be the face of your business. And what it was really about was standing out, standing out, differentiating yourself. But people really struggle with this concept. People struggle with what it means to differentiate themselves from other people who do what they do. And so when I work with people and I'll say, what makes you different? They start saying things like, well, I, and they insert things about doing their job. (laughs) So let me give you an example. I was once speaking and uh, someone said, I'm a concierge. And I said, cool, what makes you different than other concierges? And they responded with, well, I really work with businesses to help create relationships so that I can give the best experience to the individuals who need to be connected to these places. And I was like, oh, so what makes you different is you do what a concierge does? Or I talked to somebody before about, okay, well, you're a life coach. What makes you different? Well. You know, I really like listen to clients. I listen to them. I ask powerful questions that help them dig to the core of blank, 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 right? Dot, dot, dot. It's like, okay, so what makes you different than other life coaches is that you coach. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, those are our default answers. Or here are some of the other answers that pop up when I, ha- when I ask this question, what makes you different? Well, I listen to my clients. We give customer service that is incredible and over the top. We're always there for our clients. Uh, We care about what they say, right? And I'm like, okay, as opposed to other businesses who don't listen to their clients, as opposed to other businesses who don't care what their clients say, all those other people who do what you do who are marketing like, you know what? We don't listen to you. We don't really care about you. (laughs) We're never going to return an email. Right. So it's either 
the, the response to this question, what makes you different, what most people come back with are one of these two camps or a little mix of both of what's going on in these camps. But it's that idea of, well, what makes me different is, and then people just state what they do. And then it's, well, what makes us different is, and people state, you know, the way they're supposed to be showing up period. Like the baseline, the standard, like, of course, you're listening to your clients. Of course, you're giving good customer service. Of course, you care about their problems, right? That's a given. That's a baseline. So if those answers aren't the response to what makes you different, then what is? And that's what we're going to talk about today. So for those of you who don't know me, because I know that there are many new listeners to this podcast, who have come from a variety of places. I've had some speaking engagements lately. Of course, Clubhouse is just booming. Instagram, some of you have followed me over here when you've seen posts, and some of you from the fabulous people I've interviewed. So welcome. Hello. And I'm just going to really quickly, briefly give a snapshot of who I am, because it's going to be important as we move through this talk of differentiating. So I'm Rita. Hello, I'm a business strategist, and I really help entrepreneurs stop doing everything and identify and focus on the most important things that will move their business forward so that they attract more clients and they make more money, creating a bigger impact in the world. And they do all of that while reclaiming their time. But you know, I wasn't always a business strategist. For 13 years of my life, I worked as a business attorney. And I was really good at what I did, but I really hated it. And then simultaneously with that, I was running as a hobby, a singles group in the D.C. area, where a few months after it began, it really started to grow. I met someone in the group, so it worked. And we ran the group together for about five years until we broke up. Now, that's a story for another day. In fact, you can go to episode one and listen to that story. But I ended up, because of that breakup, writing a blog about my experience going on 35 dates in 35 days, and the blog became really popular, which ultimately led to me leaving the law to become a dating coach. And I grew that business very quickly and successfully. And because of it, I started mentoring people on what I did and transitioned fully over about seven years ago today, to being a full-time business strategist. And I share this with you because it's going to tie in into being different, how I differentiate myself. You're going to learn today what it really means. And in next week's episode, which is a break it down episode, we're going to break it down into easily actionable, immediately actionable steps so you can do it. But you're going to learn today what does it mean to differentiate yourself in a crowded and noisy marketplace. And part of what makes me different is my date coaching background, everything I just shared. And so I figure there's no better or fun, no more fun or better way to teach all of these concepts than by paralleling them to dating. So if you are single, guys, congratulations. (laughs) You're getting a twofer on today's episode. You know, because dating clients would always ask this question. So here's a question dating clients would ask. Well, Rita, I'm putting myself out there, but everybody else is putting themselves out there too. There are a million other people on Match.com. There are a million other people going to these meetup groups. There are a million other people doing all of these things. How can anybody find me? How can the right people find me? How can I be seen? And I ask you, 
Have you ever felt like that in your business? Have you ever felt like you're invisible? And you ask yourself, you know, what does make me different? What makes me different from this person or that person or all the other businesses that are posting on Facebook or showing up on Instagram? There are so many people doing the same thing. They're selling the same products or offering the same service. How on earth do I stand out? Or you might just simply feel like there are a lot of people doing a lot of things, just a lot of people doing a lot of things. And there's just so much noise, noise online, noise offline. And you feel lost. You feel like you're just getting lost in this sea, this big sea of like never ending people. Well, that's how my dating clients felt online. And the principles that I coached them on are the same principles that are going to help you stand out in a noisy and crowded marketplace. And that's what we're going to talk about on today's episode of the Rita Mimi Do It Show. Because of Rita, I got on the news. Because of Rita, I had 15 speaking engagements last year. Because of Rita, I've become a six-figure business owner. Because, because of Rita, because of Rita I'm I've doubled my revenue by doubling my clients. I'm Rita, business strategist, speaker, and success coach. Also known as the gal who went on 35 dates in 35 days and blogged all about it. And this is the Rita Mimi Do It Show, where every week I bring you the real information about what it takes to go all in on your dreams so that you can build a profitable business and live a positive life. Some weeks I'll have a guest and others it'll be just you and me, like we're out on my deck sharing a bottle of wine. The conversation, yeah, it'll be that real. So I absolutely love this topic because I think when you really understand what it means to be different, when you understand that you actually already have everything you need to differentiate yourself in what we're calling this crowded and noisy marketplace, it unlocks so many opportunities. I mean, we hear things like you have to have a point of view. You guys have heard me say before, in order to resonate with people. You have to alienate people. You need to stand for something. You need to make yourself different, right? Like what makes you different? Well, those can be really difficult things to do and questions to answer when people aren't really guiding you to the true definition of what being different means and what it doesn't, and also helping you just do the freaking thing, right? So this episode is more the what and the why and the next episode is going to be how. But don't worry, you're still going to get some how today. But if you can't tell, I'm really, really excited <laughs> about this episode. So, you know, back to my date coaching clients <laughs> for a minute, right? When I was a date coach. So that thought process of no one's seeing me, I'm not really different. <laughs> you know, I'm not standing out. They want other people, whether it was other women or other men or whatever. It was, you know, no one's emailing me. <laughs> They're messaging other people. I barely get messages. If I get messages, they're just generic cookie cutter messages. But the thoughts were, look, no one's finding me. I'm not different than anyone else. No one really wants me. What makes me special? Everyone's just like me. And I want to start this episode by saying, you get what you look for. <laughs> time and time again, whatever you're looking for, you will get it. Because once you think it, your mind will look and scan for evidence to make it true. Your mind wants you to be right. 
Why would it want you to be wrong? Your mind wants you to be correct. And so whatever you decide to think, it will look for all the evidence to back it up. So you know, even on a date, let's talk about going on dates in general and sales calls. We'll talk about these two things real quickly. So on a date, people might be like, oh, why am I going on a date? <laughs> Did I sound like, are you single? Did I sound like you? Oh, why am I doing it? Like another one, they never go well. This isn't going to go well. This isn't going to turn into anything. He's not going to be interested in me or I'm not going to be interested in him or whatever, right? Like it, he's not a good match. There's going to be something wrong with him or whatever, right? And you go on the date. If you go on the date with that thought, now your brain is looking for all of the evidence to make that true. Oh, look, he said this thing in this way. He eats his food like this. Oh, I don't know. This was something from his past, right? Your brain is latching onto anything it can to back up your predetermined thought that this is not going to be a good match. Whereas if you had come in with a different thought, your brain would be scanning for evidence to make that true. It's the same thing on a sales call. If you go into a sales call and you think, oh, this, you know, this person's not going to say yes. They're not going to want to pay my rates. They're not going to be able to afford me. This isn't going to, this isn't going to result in a client. You're going to get that because your brain is going to be latching onto any indication, anything you hear or feel that makes you determine that what you thought was true. And that will then dictate your actions, your energy how you're showing up on the call, things you'll say, things you won't say. You might not even ask for the sale at the end because you have found the evidence to back up that initial thought. Whereas if you would come into the sales call with a different thought, then you would have found the evidence to make that true and you probably would have had a different result. So I say that because your thoughts become your feelings and your feelings lead to your actions and your actions are what create results. So your thoughts, whatever you think, that's how you feel. And how you feel is going to dictate what you do or what you don't do. And what you do or don't do, well, that's what determines the results that you actually realize. So new results start with new thoughts. So let's put this back in the dating analogy, like I said. So I'm going to share with you some snippets from real online dating profiles that my clients came to me with. So these are uh, excerpts from dating profiles before we revised them, before we revised them and changed them. And you're going to see how this is proof or evidence or examples of what we're talking about. And really, dating is the best way to make an analogy of this to business. So how did this show up? I remember a client, she came to me with a dating profile, and here's how the dating profile started. You know, I don't know why I'm even doing this. With so many profiles out there, odds are really, really slim that I'm going to find someone interested in me. You know, I think you find love in person, not online, but I guess here it goes anyway. I mean, right away, her belief is, She's not going to find someone who's interested in her. And, and the more important thought is she believes you find love in person, not online. And so her brain now is going to scan every single thing to show, see, you can't find love online. See, it's not working. And that's going to dictate her pulling back, pulling back from being online, pulling back from responding to people, from reaching out to people, for really showing up for herself. That's exactly what she's going to pull back on because her thought is this can't work. And now she's going to find everything to prove it. And guess what the result will be? It's not going to work. 
Another, um, this isn't illustrated in necessarily this snippet um, of, of the profile, but another mindset issue that's important for you as a business owner, it's important for you as a single in the world trying to find love. And I'm sure you've heard this before. I know if you've listened to my episodes before, you've heard this, but scarcity versus abundance. We, our default way of operating is from a place of scarcity. We kind of default de facto operate from an idea that there's not enough, that there is a lack, a lack of opportunities, a lack of potential clients, a lack of money, a lack of potential speaking engagements, a lack of potential romantic partners. So we get worried when people do what we do in business because we feel it's finite, that there isn't enough. And so you really need to flip that. And that's the same way in dating, right? People are like, oh, okay, well, you know, I don't know, my friend got someone and somebody else got someone. And now I heard so-and-so got partnered up and I'm just going to give up. You know, I'm just going to give up because the idea is for every person that finds love, now there's less of a potential for you to find love. And that is operating from that lack that lack mindset. Well, in business, that's how many, many people show up. Be honest. Are you showing up like that? Well, so-and-so who does what I did, they they keep getting the clients. So why am I even doing this? Maybe, have you heard this statement before? Maybe this market is saturated. Maybe there are just too many people who sell the same product as me or offer the same service or do the same thing that I do because they're getting clients and they're getting clients, but I'm not getting clients. So maybe I should just stop. And that's that scarcity idea again, right? That there isn't enough. So you have to flip it. There are plenty of people out there for everyone, for dating, for business. There are plenty of speaking engagements out there. There are plenty of opportunities for everyone. When you focus on what you're doing from that mindset, you're always going to be focused on what you're giving and not what you're getting. Because when you think there's not enough, you're always going to be focused on what you're getting. And what you're going to notice is what you're not getting. Because remember, your mind will look for evidence to make everything true. So if you think there's not enough, your mind will find all the evidence to prove that there's not enough. And that will dictate all of the actions that you take or you don't take, which guess what? The result will be you don't get anything. You're not going to get what you want. But if you really focus from that mindset that there's plenty, there's an abundance. There are plenty of speaking engagements, there are plenty of clients, there are plenty of dates, there are plenty of opportunities, whatever it is. Then you can let go of worrying about what you're getting because you can step into certainty that it's going to come. And instead, you focus on what you're giving. And then you'll find everything to make that true. If you really believe there's plenty and an abundance, your mind is going to look for that. It's going to find all the evidence to back that up. And that will dictate what you do or don't do. And guess what? The result is going to be that there's plenty. So I really want you to kind of, as we go into the rest of this episode, I want you to think from that place. Focus on what you want, not what you don't want. And then come at everything from an abundance mindset, okay? If you come at this topic of differentiating yourself in a noisy and crowded marketplace, believing there are too many people, there's no way I can stand out, there's too much noise, it doesn't matter what I say, no one's going to read my Facebook post, it doesn't matter what I do, my Instagram account's not going to grow, my clubhouse rooms aren't going to have an impact, uh, they're There's so many other people, they're going to get all the business. I'm never going to be able to catch up to them. Like whatever these thoughts are, 
you have to let them go before we move through the rest of the episode. So I want you to rewrite that. I want you to rewrite all of that. Is there is plenty. There is plenty for me. It's all around me. It's all on its way to me. There are plenty of people, plenty of opportunities. Literally, it does not matter. It does not matter how many other people do what I do because there are plenty of people for all of us. We can all succeed. We can all be in abundance. We can all have plenty of sales, plenty of clients, plenty of customers, plenty of speaking engagements. There is plenty. Okay, so I want you to do that. All right, cool. So now let's turn back to the dating profile. So we're really going to get to like, okay, now we know the mindset that we have to go into this topic with, but let's start figuring out what differentiates you. What is your differentiator or your differentiators? What is it that makes you stand out from other people who do what you do? So let's go back to this dating profile, (laughs) right? Here's another one. And here's a snippet from another client's dating profile. I'm definitely a friendly and generous person. My family and friends are really important, and I love being surrounded by nice, supportive people. I love food. I'm up for laughter and fun any day. So what comes up for you when you're hearing that? Think about it again. I'm friendly. I'm generous. My family and friends are important. I love being surrounded by nice, supportive people. I love food. I'm up for laughter and fun any day. Compared to what? (laughs) Compared to all the people who aren't friendly, who aren't generous, who don't believe that family and friends are important, who hate being surrounded by nice people, who don't eat because food is terrible, and who are never up for laughter and never up for fun, and who will admit to all of that. I'm not saying that there aren't some people who match that second terrible definition. But I'm saying, do you think they're putting that in their online dating profiles? (laughs) Do you think they're putting that out there? The, The point here being, you're not being clear about what you bring to the table, about what you offer. You have to be specific to do that. This is not specific. This is generic. This could apply to anyone. I'm friendly. I'm generous. Friends and family are important. I love being supported. I eat food and I like to have fun. You could take that definition and put it in front of any face and it could clearly describe that person just as much as the next, just as much as the next. You have to be specific. So step one in what really makes you different is to do a self-inventory. You have to identify what you bring to the table. What do you offer in a very specific way? So this is based on your strengths, your skills, your education, your experience in life, what you're good at, what you've learned, what you've accomplished, right? It's really doing this full inventory. What was my education? What education have I had? What classes have I taken? What experience in life have I had? Where have I traveled? Who have I met? What opportunities have I participated in? What have I learned in my life? right? Not just in education or in my business. Did I learn how to fix the toilet? That's awesome. Have I planned a surprise party for 100 people? Great. Did I plan a wedding? Yes, right? That's event planning. Like, what are all of these strengths and skills that you have? So really like dig in. And and remember, next week, we're going to do this in a detailed way. But what are your strengths? What are your skills? What education have you had? What experience in general in the world have you had? What do you believe you're really good at? 
What have you learned? What are the lessons you've learned? What are the things you've accomplished? Believe it or not, these are all of the things that we take for granted, especially when we think that they don't apply to what we do. So again, I'll go back to like planning a wedding. You know, I'll talk to people and people will be like, well, I'm not really an event planner. I haven't had any event planning experience. So planning an event for my business is, and I'll be like, well, have you planned a wedding? Have you planned a birthday party before? <laughs> have you planned a vacation? Have you planned, guess what? You have event planning experience. It doesn't mean professional event planning experience, but you have event planning experience, but your brain doesn't pick up on that because our brain will kind of discount anything that we have had in our life that doesn't apply in a direct way in our mind to what we do. So this is an exercise for you to really stop and reconnect with all of these things, because all of this is going to be really important, especially at the end when I tie it all together with a little bow. So back to that profile and that phrase, right, that I read is that tells the reader nothing about someone, right? Being friendly and generous and liking friends and family and food and liking support, right? That really doesn't say anything. So for you, step one is to do that self-inventory, okay? Now, this is not the break it down episode. Believe it or not, we are going to go into even more detail in a quicker, faster way. But if you do these pieces before the next episode, you will be like a million steps ahead. So then after you know what you bring to the table, after you remember and reconnect your mind to all of these pieces of you and all of this experience you've had and all of this knowledge that you have, now we need to get really clear on your who and your what. Who do you serve and what do you do for them? It's kind of what I asked you at the beginning, right? What do you do? But who do you serve and what is it that you do for them? What results do you bring to them? You have to know what your business is. You have to know what your business is. If you don't, it is going to be very hard to differentiate yourself. So let's go back. (laughs) Let's go back to the dating profile, shall we? So here's another phrase from another past client's dating profile before we changed it. I would love to meet a man who treats someone with respect. I want to meet a man who's passionate for life, who's kind and laid back and wants to be my partner in crime. You should make me laugh and you should make me feel safe. Let me know that I can trust you by treating me right. It's going to be really hard in this example for this person to find how they'll stand out to a potentially good match, to a potentially good partner, because they're very generic in who they're wanting and what it is that they're wanting from that person. They're being very generic. What does all of this mean? Treat someone with respect, passionate for life, partner in crime, right? Feel safe. These are all phrases that are kind of what I call, and we're going to talk about this later, like empty phrases or empty adjectives. They say something, but they really don't mean anything because they could mean everything. A person could read this and interpret this a million different ways. So in the business world, right, this is that I, and we've talked about this in plenty of past podcast episodes, right? We have talked about this over and over, that idea of being so broad with who you help and what you do. I help people have fun in life. 
cool. I don't know if I'm the right person for that, right? Because I will interpret fun and people to mean whatever I want, right? Or I don't see myself in that. This is like my dentist story. I don't know if you guys have heard this dentist story. If you have, you know, sorry, you're going to hear it again. But I used to work with a dentist and the dentist would say that they helped people with teeth. Cool. So many people have teeth, but he wasn't getting the business that he wanted. And it was because nobody could truly see themselves in that description. It was so generic that it was almost a given that that applied to them. So that it didn't even connect with them. It didn't even resonate with them. If you say, I help people with bodies. Cool. We all have a body. So it's not even going to stand out to me because in my mind, it's like, well, that's everybody, right? So there's still the brain is still scanning for, well, what about me? How can you help me? It's discounted. Oh, I'm a person with a body or I'm a person with teeth or I'm a person with hair or I'm a person even with a business or it's like, of course, I'm a person with a business. So if you say I help business owners, it's like, cool, but can you help me? Right. My brain has not even focused on the business owner piece to see that you're describing me. It's looking for more. It wants to go deeper. So when you're talking about who you serve and what you do for them and the results that you bring for them. You have to go narrow. You have to go narrow with who you're helping so that you're able to highlight to them what they want to find and paint that picture in a way that's detailed for them. So it goes from, I help people with teeth to I help brides-to-be who are getting married in the next six months to whiten and brighten their smile before their big day. Right? It's like, oh, well, I'm getting married. I'm getting married in the next six months. I need to whiten and brighten my smile. Boy, that sounds like me because the bride-to-be who's out there looking for all of this. stuff. Guess what? A bride-to-be, her world for the most part, especially as the wedding gets closer, <laughs> is focused on that wedding, right? And so anything about that is what she's scanning for. for them. I'm not saying that bride guys don't send me emails and say, Rita, brides think about more than getting married. I know that. <laughs> I know that brides think about more than getting married. I know that that's not the only thing on their mind. But let's be honest, when you're planning a wedding and you're about to get married and that that ceremony is important to you, in addition to everything else you think about, you are also going to be uh, looking and thinking about this all the time around the clock. So things about it are going to pop out to you. You're going to see yourself in those descriptions more. So all of a sudden, right, bride-to-be getting married in the next six months, well, that's me. Oh my gosh, do I want to do that? Do I want to whiten and brighten my smile before the big day? I think so. Maybe I should. He's right. I'm about to spend thousands of dollars on photos and I'm going to see uh, people who I haven't seen in years. And oh my goodness, right? These these crest white strips, they're just not cutting it. I think I should do it. But you get the idea. You get what I'm saying. You have to go narrow. So next week, We are going to do three very short, the break it down episode next week takes what we're talking about today. And you still need to do this work of what I'm talking about today. If you do the work from this episode and come to the next episode with this stuff done, like, or at least brainstormed or jotted down, you will, you will be amazed by what you, I mean, amazed guys, by what you, amazed, did I tell you, amazed by what you walk away from the next episode with. So I hope you're doing it, that you did your brain dump on a self-inventory. And now I want you to do a brain dump on all the different, more narrow ways that you can describe who you help and what you do for them.
okay? Because these are the pieces that differentiate you from other business coaches or from other health and wellness or other concierge or other social media managers or other speakers. Or do you see that? Like part one that differentiates yourself is all of your background, all of your history, all of your education. No one has that combination of experience and education, strengths, skills, like the exact combination of that. No one else has that, right? So that's part one of what differentiates you in your business. But number two, what differentiates you is who you help and what you're helping them achieve. Because someone else may help somebody different, right? Somebody else may not be helping the brides-to-be who are getting married in the next six months, but another dentist may be a pediatric dentist or another dentist may be focused only on medical and not cosmetic or another dentist may be helping the same people brides to be but the result that they're helping them achieve is described differently is different right so part of the puzzle if you're putting together your little puzzle of what makes you different from other people who do what you do part one is that self-inventory that makes you different mixed with who you help and what you're helping them achieve, what you do for them, what results you bring to them, okay? So that's what that's what I want you to do a brain dump on. Now we're going to go to part three, which is your story. We talk about this so often. Your story, what is your story? It is your entire life. <laughs> now, don't worry. You're not going to have to talk about your entire life. And in fact, when you work with me, I teach you how to not talk <laughs> about your entire life. But for now, your story really is your entire life trajectory. So it's not just why you're doing what you're doing, but what got you here? What got you to this moment of running your own business? That's not where everyone ends up. So what led you to this moment is part of what becomes your message, not just why I'm doing it, right? Again, the why is I'm doing it for freedom or I'm doing it for my children or I'm doing it to leave a legacy. Cool. But what got you to this moment? There are pieces of that that must become our message because ultimately people aren't buying just your products or your services. I mean, they are, right? Don't get me wrong. They're absolutely buying your products and services, but why are they buying them from you? We have already said other people are selling what you're selling. Other people are selling your products. Other people are selling your services. Other people are offering very similar things, if not the exact same thing. So why are people buying them from you? It's because of you. So you have to tell a story that lets people learn who you are, that allows them to feel emotion. I mean, even Target does this. Even Walmart does this. They elicit emotion. You know that Target has a very different story, a very different feeling than Walmart uh, versus other brands that we're going to talk about next week. So you have to tell a story that lets people really learn who you are, that connects with emotions, that ties into how did you get here? How did your business get here because it's no longer B2B guys or B2C. You know, that's old. It's really H to H. It's human to human. So you have to resonate with people, your audience, your community, your prospective clients, your prospective customers on a personal level. So let's go back to the dating profile and look at an example of this. So here's a snippet from a dating profile of a client. I'm funny and I like to travel. I'm always up for an adventure. 
I'm funny and I like to travel. I'm always up for an adventure. Again, those are empty phrases, empty words. They're generic. They're not descriptive at all. They definitely don't tell me your story. So when you're telling me your story and you're connecting with you know different pieces of it, I really want you to think about being descriptive. So I'm funny. What does funny mean? Don't say you're funny. Tell me a joke <laughs> that shows me what kind of humor you have. If you say, I like to travel, don't tell me you like to travel. Tell me a story about a travel adventure you went on because travel can mean different things to different people. Maybe for you, it's that you hopped on a motorcycle and on a whim and you drove through the mountains of, I don't know, Arizona <laughs> or something like that, right? Like, um, or maybe it's that you went whitewater rafting or maybe you just went to a all-inclusive luxury resort in Florida. There's no right way to travel. There's just your way. So instead of telling people things, show them. Show them through stories. And so the more descriptive you can be in a story, the more you're going to connect with people. If you say, I'm always up for an adventure, what does that mean? Right? Show me that you're always up for an adventure. That way I'll know what it means to you and I'll start connecting more. So people have to know who you are. And if you're describing yourself generically, I'm funny, I like to travel, ask yourself, wait, instead of me telling these people, you know, these things, instead of telling my potential clients and my audience and my customers these things, how can I show them? How can I show them through a story? How can I show them through my story? So again, Next week, we're going to go deeper into this. But just know when you know your skills, right? So part one, that self-inventory, when you know your skills and your education and your strengths and all of that, plus you know who you help and what you do in that really narrowly defined way, you can use pieces of your story to connect and weave people through, right, where you want them to go through your messaging and your marketing. So let me say that again. When you have that self-inventory done and you're very clear on what you bring to the table and then you're also clear on who you help, what you do for them, and what results you help them achieve, now you can take your whole story that you've written out, that you've kind of dumped, right? You've done your brain dump on your whole story and you can pull pieces out of your story that will help connect right? Connect your messaging, connect your marketing to those people, to those things by telling stories, by telling very descriptive stories, but not your whole story. You're going to pull out pieces. But what pieces of your story do you pull out? Well, you only know that when you are clear on the self-inventory and you're clear on who you help and what you help them do. Remember, it's important to show, not just tell people, but show them through stories, but not your entire story. So the pieces of the story and how you're talking about it, how it will connect with somebody is going to greatly depend on what you've come up with for parts one and two. So now you have this self-inventory. You have this huge self-inventory dumped out on a piece of paper, and you have clarity on your who and your what in a more defined way. And now you've written your story, your trajectory of how you got to where you are. How did you get to here today, wherever to here is, whenever today is, how did you get to it? Now we know that. And so we can go and pull the right pieces out, which we'll talk about next week. But now what else, right? There's still some more pieces for differentiating. So who you are, the strengths, the skills you bring to the table, who you help, how you help them, 
and your story of how you got here. Those are three pieces of what helped differentiate you. Piece four, though, is your point of view. This is your opinion. This is your line in the sand. This is what I talk about in terms of in order to resonate, you must be willing to alienate. What I'm saying to you today is I'm giving you total permission to turn people off. I am giving you absolute permission to turn people off. This is what I would tell dating clients all of the time. The reason they weren't attracting good potential matches is because they were not turning people off. They were so worried about not turning people off, right? That they would do everything to not turn people off. And by not turning people off, they were attracting all of the wrong people. And why weren't they turning people off? Because of that scarcity mindset. Oh, but there's not enough. So of course, I don't want to alienate potential people who I might like. So I need to be generic and I need to try to resonate and connect with everyone. That way, I'll have as many opportunities as possible to find love. We do this in business all the time. I see this in business all of the time. Very generic messaging, scared to stand for anything, (laughs) scared to talk about it at all, because what if someone would have hired me, but because I said this thing, they don't. And I'm not talking just about your point of view of anything, although absolutely, if it makes sense for you, you're free to share your points of view of things in the world. But when it comes to your business, I'm talking about points of view related to your industry. You have to turn some people off in order to call in the right people. So let's go back to this online dating profile. Here's an example of a client who had an online dating profile that was written in a way to not turn anyone off, right? To not turn anyone off. While I like to get out and have a good time, I also enjoy a night in on the couch with a drink and a movie. I'm just as comfortable in jeans and flip-flops, as I am in a cocktail dress and heels. (laughs) While I like to get out and have a good time, I also enjoy a night in on the couch with a drink and a movie, and I'm as comfortable in jeans and flip-flops as I am in a cocktail dress and heels. This is what I call, and I kind of brought this up with with Donna last week, right? Which is like, I like to get out and have a good time. Um, Cool. I like to go outside and I like to stay inside. I like to sit down and I like to stand up. Um, I like to eat out. I like to eat it. And I like the daytime, but I also like the nighttime. I like land, but I like water and I like air. <laughs> I like TV, but I also like books and I like movies. And I right? you're being so generic and you're trying to not you're trying to capture everything and you're trying not to turn any one potential avenue down that you end up attracting nobody because you've told them nothing about you, right? To call in the right people to be different, you need to lead with your differentiators. So these are things like your values. People buy you, so they need to know about you. You have to call in the right people. Remember abundance, there's plenty. You literally don't have time to serve every single person. If you're a health coach, you can't serve every single person out there who needs what you do and how you do it. You don't have enough time in the day or ability to serve that number of people well with excellence and efficiency, right? You just can't. 
And so you need to make sure that you're calling in the right people for the people that you can help for the spots you are able to help and serve. So you have to turn people off because you can't take everyone. There's just no way to take everyone. So you want to call in the best people for you. And the best people for you are going to be the people who resonate with you. So you can see from this online ad that when you try to appeal to everyone, you're going to resonate with no one, right? Because I didn't learn anything about you. Nothing. Jeans and flip-flops and a dress. (laughs) Standing up and sitting down. Like, I know nothing about you from that. Well, we're doing that in our marketing so often. We're scared to talk about anything in our industry. So what's an example? I had a client who is a health and wellness coach, but her belief is that if like 90 or 95%, I'm probably getting the percentage wrong, but if 90 or 95% of your foods are alkaline-based foods, you are not eating healthy. I mean, I remember there was one time I was drinking water and she's like, you're not drinking water because it's not alkaline water. And she's like, that water is not giving you any benefits. Like, You're not really drinking water, right? She had a very full belief about what health was and it was based in this alkaline concept of alkaline in your food and water. Well, not every health and wellness coach believes that. But if she was trying to get every client and not putting that out there at all because she's like, oh, but what if people don't like that? (laughs) What if that stops them from wanting to talk to me? Right. And the thought process is, well, once I get people on the phone, then they're going to love this. Right. But this is why we always are attracting kind of the wrong fit people who then when they start hearing this point of view or our beliefs, or the way we work with people are like, oh, well, I thought I was in, but now I'm out, (laughs) right? Like, never mind. Thank you. You have to lead with these. Will that alienate people who don't believe in what I just said around alkaline in the food? 100%. But will it fully call in people who really do believe that or are open to that or have been thinking about that? Yes, right? If I told you I don't believe Facebook ads will work. Now, I'm not saying that because I really actually do. Facebook ads can work, guys. So I'm just not a Facebook ads coach. But pretend that I really believe Facebook ads are hurting your business. Facebook, like, I have to put that out there. And that would probably alienate, well, it would definitely alienate people who believe that Facebook ads are going to be exactly what grows their business. But for people who are like, yes, I'm so tired of Facebook ads. I want to grow my business in a different way. They're really going to resonate with me. So you have to get clear on what are your points of view in your industry. We're going to dig into that in a really big way next week. But for now, just do a brain dump on it. So if we're thinking about all the little bullet points that can help you differentiate yourself from other people who do what you do, we know it's a combination of these things, of your self-inventory plus very clear, defined language around who you help what you do and how you help them, and then your story, how you got to where you are, and your points of view in your industry. But that's not it. We're kind of at the last the last part here. So the last little ingredient that you need for differentiation is not you. It's them. It's the potential clients, the potential customers. So how can other people be a differentiator for you? I'm going to explain that. I'm going to explain that right now. There's a concept called creative service. And what this means is that when you take your customers or clients into account, you need to, number one, 
be lifting their burdens at every touch point, at every interaction with you. You need to be lifting their burdens, eliminating their problems. And at every touch point, you need to be resonating emotionally with them. Okay. So creative service means connecting on an emotional level with your potential clients and customers. And at every touch point that somebody has with you, you have to be lifting or eliminating their burdens or their problems or their challenges. What it means like in user-friendly language is you have to make your process user-friendly. Your The way people move through your business has to be user-friendly. So this profile, I'm going to read a section from a dating profile. Okay, so hold on. This is the last little snippet of a bad online dating profile that we changed. Okay, so the snippet is, be the man who will hang out with my family every Thursday night for our scheduled dinner. Bring me flowers on a weeknight just because. Enjoy spending time with my friends and don't get angry when I want to hang out with the girls. If you do these things, you've won my heart. So how can this person win this person's heart? Be the man who's going to hang out with my family every Thursday for this scheduled dinner. Bring me flowers on a weeknight just because. Enjoy spending time with my friends and don't get angry when I want to hang out with the girls. This is not a user-friendly profile. Because this person isn't even saying what they can do for the person, what kind of partner they will be. <laughs> they're only talking about what kind of partner they want and what someone can do for them, but they're not explaining what kind of partner they can be and what they can do for someone else. And worse, they're making this all about them. They're not letting the reader see what value they will provide, what's in it for that other person, how this other person's life will change because of them. And that's where the emotion comes in, not just painting a picture of you and what you do, but painting a picture of you and what you do in a way that allows them to see themselves in that painting, in that picture. You know, so think of the customer cycle. Think of the customer journey. People become aware that you exist and then they go through building a relationship with you and then they purchase from you and then they get the thing that they've purchased and then hopefully they become loyal and they become advocates and they they work with you again and they tell everybody about you right how are you making it easy for them throughout that entire process from your website to the way they make payment to how they're interacting with you and communicating with you every little step here's what you should not be asking how can you make it easier for you? You should be asking, how can I make it easier for them? How can I make it easier for them to make a payment? Not for me to get a payment. How can I make it easier for them to make a payment? How can I make it easier for them to communicate with me? How can I make it easier for them to navigate my website and find what they need? How can I make it easier for them to share whatever? The way that you answer that question will be completely different than the way someone else answers that question. How can I make it easier for my prospective clients and customers, for my clients and customers, how my collaborators, whatever it is, how can I make whatever easier? That's a very unique and specific answer. Someone else will answer that differently. And it's because of how you answer both of these questions. How can I connect emotionally with them? Where am I able to let them see the value I give them why I will change their life, right? Why their life will be changed because it has me in it. All of that, the picture that you paint, not just of 
I'm a business coach and here's what I do, but saying it in a way that lets them see themselves, right? Like you're tired of this, you're frustrated by that, you're moving through the day like this, here's how you're feeling, right? Here's what you're, they see themselves in this picture and now they're like, oh my gosh, she really gets me, right? The way you do that will be unlike anybody else. The way that you then answer, how can I also be user-friendly? How am I making everything easier for them? That will be a completely unique and different answer. So like in that profile, in the dating profile that I shared, instead of just saying like, do this, do that, do this, do that, and and then you're going to win my heart. It's like, what kind of partner would this person be? How can this person, like, it's not easy for this person in this uh, dating profile example I gave you. It's like, oh my gosh, there's nothing about my schedule and my life. She wants me to accommodate her schedule and her life, right? That's what the reader would think. Like, I have to be free every Thursday night. I also have to enjoy spending time with her friends. And I also have to be okay anytime she wants to hang out with the girls. And like, there's nothing about me and my life. There's no space for me. She just wants me to fit into her life. There's no space for my life in there. And also, she's not saying what kind of partner she'll be to me and how she'll impact and make my life better, just how I'll make her life better, right? So that's what you need to do in your business marketing. And again, it's because of how you answer these questions, what you think makes it easier for them, and what you think connects with them that differentiates. Because your answers are filtered through, guess what? Your answers are filtered through you. Your answers are filtered through your judgments and through your beliefs. No one else will have the same answers to those questions as you. So if you take all of these ingredients and you mix them up in a bowl, your self-inventory, your strengths, your skills, the experience that you've had, the education, and you mix it in a bowl with being very specific about who you serve, what you do for them, the results that they achieve, and you're mixing that with your story and how you got to where you are. And then you're pulling out the pieces of all of that that will connect with that specific audience, right? Utilizing and showcasing the relevant experience with the relevant strengths. And you're doing that. And you're also sharing, right? Because you're mixing up in this bowl, your point of view, what you stand for in your industry which will be different than what others stand for in that same industry. And now you're mixing that with like the user-friendly piece, the, the piece that can only be answered by you, meaning it comes through all of your filters. So the emotional connection, how you're doing that and how you're making their lives easier, that's very unique to you. Suddenly, all of those things, right, there you are. That's where you are. You pop out, nobody can have that same formula of your background, your skills, your education, your strengths, who you're helping, how you're helping them, the results you help them achieve with the story that you have that has gotten you to where you are with the point of view that you have of your industry and what you think connects emotionally to this audience and what you're going to share and the pieces you're going to pull out and how you believe everything can be made easier for them. That whole combination, no one else can have that. Only you. And this is what needs to be sprinkled and shown and showcased and spotlighted throughout your messaging and everything like that. So next week, you guys, that's what we're talking about in the Break It Down episode next week. If if you've never listened to a Break It Down episode, there's no why in that episode. Like, this is the what. This is the why. This will not be completed or repeated next week. 
Okay. Next week is literally just like, let's get to it. I am going to give you steps and questions and you're going to answer them. And at the end, you're going to have this, right? So what are we talking about in the Break It Down episode next week? What is your core message? What is your voice? And what is your brand story? What is this a piece of your story you're going to share? What is your voice? How are we connecting? How are we showing up to connect with these people in this way? And then what is that core message you need to be weaving throughout? And all of that comes from everything that you just answered right now. So what you're going to do today after this episode is spend some time kind of embracing that abundance mindset knowing that everything is out there for you. And now that's going to allow us to really know that you can differentiate yourself. You can stand out in this quote unquote noisy and crowded marketplace. You can silence all of that noise. You can definitely be visible to who you want to be visible to. And so we have that mindset. And now you can get to work on doing the self-inventory, narrowing down who you help, how you help them, what you help them achieve, understanding your story, how you got to where you are, knowing what some of your points of view in your industry are, and then sprinkling that with how am I using all of this to emotionally connect with my audience and also to make everything easier for them. And once you have those, you can join me next week on another episode of the Read and Me Do It show where we are really going to come up with your business identity. I'll talk to you guys then. Take care. Hey, before you go, thank you for listening to my show. I hope that you enjoyed this episode. Please take a minute to subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts or wherever it is that you get your podcasts and leave a review. It'll only take you a second, but it will help other people discover the Rita Mimi Do It show. And my goal is to share this business boosting and life-changing content with as many people as possible. In fact, because I value your time so much, Every month, one reviewer will win a free coaching call with me. So if you want to get laser focused and go all in on the results that you most want in your business, then leave a review now. And then head on over to readamamedoit.com where you can find the show notes from today's episode.